All right, welcome back. No means no, Nicks. No means nerds to our humble little podcast. No means no thing. Hey, no hey, nothing. hey. Nice, excellent. Uh, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. Uh, I am I'm an additional host, Matthew. Hi. And I'm a co-co-host, Michelle. Co-co-host. Co-co-host. Give me some of that cocoa. Yeah. And after uh, six weeks between episodes 14 and 15, uh, six days between 15 and 16, yeah, it's a little bit uh, rough. I, 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 last time we recorded, I think I was telling everybody that my wife had gone away for a week. Well, she's been away for a week, which means I've been playing Mr. Mom and working full time. So shout out to all the single parents out there. It's fucking hard as hell. So good on you. If you're listening out there, you're the real hero. Uh, my, that was my mom, too. She was a single single parent. So hey, me too. big props yeah. up to her. Who, yeah, look at that. So uh, yeah, shout out to all the single parents. It is too, a fuck ton of work. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna be flying by the seat of my fucking pants tonight. We'll see how that goes. But yeah, before we, yeah, I'm set up in the start. basement today, the uh, the summer nice. studio, because I was uh, on episode 15. <laughs> uh, I was actually not Bacon. entirely home towards the end of there, and uh, yeah, <laughs> so it's uh, it's nice and cool down here. A little musty, a little spidery, but um, all good and uh, Aww, ready to uh, rock. Yeah, nice. Let's do it. But before we get to uh, the rock. We got to wet our beaks a bit, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be boring. Uh, mm. Yes, you've been seeing me sip coffee, but I also have my old standby, a marniak, so I'm going to tip a little <laughs> back here. Uh, Michelle, and you glass My little glass ass ass. Uh, Michelle, what you got for us? You mixing it up or are we going old school? Orange nice. clovers. Oh, wait. Green clovers, blue diamonds. <laughs> Subtle Whatever racism. Subtle racism. <laughs> Oh, come on. I didn't write that commercial. Oh, all right. I'm drinking Guinness. Jeez. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say it. Nice. It I got to get a little harp sound effect or something for that. Oh, yeah. Bling. No, yeah. come on. That was the, that was the. I know. The no, Lucky Charms guy. Wait, no, wait, no, wait, no. Oh, all right. All right. No, I didn't no. know if they this, have that. We're not they, actually they accusing not of racism. No, 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 no. They just might not have got away with that uh, these days, perhaps. Really? I don't watch TV with commercials anymore, so I don't know what the fuck Lucky Charms yeah, is. Yeah, I haven't to, in but... t- 20 years, but yeah. the uh, yeah. Not that lucky, probably. Probably yeah. not. The, 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 the comical accent and the, the little stereotype tool. Uh, anyway, diddly dee. All right, Matthew, uh, what <laughs> horrors? What horrors do you have for us this evening? Oh, actually, I, I kept it uh, neat and clean like last time. Um, you guys uh, kind of gave me the out and uh, let me uh, have the refreshing white peach beer but i still have the same two from last week i have the uh night watch coffee lager and longboat chocolate porter long promised oh my god so mm. uh, so it's coffee or chocolate pretty much uh Drink let's both you. man you gotta yeah, double, mix them i was gonna say like here. this gotta be mixed no i'd go with the uh the coffee let's amp you up we've been we've been overly uh alcoholing you lately let's uh you know what? I think coffee. this uh, it it probably should be colder than it is. Uh, oh. So I, I think I'm going to go with the chocolate porter. I don't mean to. Fine, just yeah. you know, totally go against our my you know he, vote. He I guess it means nothing. Rules mean nothing. Yeah, rules mean nothing. So we might as well not even vote on this podcast anymore. Well, before you guys right. chose chocolate porter, and uh, I, I I blew you out of the water. So uh, this time I chose something else, and uh, well, we're we're back. We're back also on track. Out of the water. That's karmatically, right. Karmatically, karmatically, karmatically cool. That's right. Chocolate right. porter. 
the balance sheet very uh, equals out. Yeah. So uh, everyone out there, crack it open. You know what you got. Uh, I like to picture. I know there's been there's one guy. I forget his name, which it sucks, but talks about drinking out in the backyard with a fire pit, cracking open a beer. Oh yeah. Makes yeah. me about just as happy as I can fucking be imagining that. So right. uh, hope you're out there doing that or somebody else. Uh, and uh, let's dive in to. Uh, I'll do my little catchphrase. Some very interesting matchups. Indeed. Um, mm. And as always, really true. So we're going to start this time uh, with two way back catalog reaches. We're starting off with Try Not to Stutter, which is originally mm. off of the Betrayal, Fear, Anger, Hatred EP. Mm. Uh, although most of us probably know it more from the Mama reissue in 1992. Uh, and that's going up against the venerable obsessed oh, off oh. of sex mad 1986. God. Uh, so two early catalog songs, right? We've had, we've had kind of a run of late, late catalog songs lately. So it's nice to kind of dip back, dip our beak back in the olden days. Uh, and this week I'm first, a, what's I'm that? I'm a beak dipper. Yeah. I like, I like to beak in my I like beak. Dip, beak dip my beak. So this week I get the uh, I guess ignominious honor of starting first. You get your and then Michelle's Paris speak. That's right. Uh, Michelle's Shut in the up. middle, and Cut then it. Matthew will play cleanup on this one. So first we're going to let you hear a little of the dulcet tunes of this very soporific piece. Try not to stutter. <laughs> There it was. So try not to stutter. Um, what do I got to say about this one? So not a song that I've spent a hell of a lot of time listening to in the past. And I realized today when I was looking at this, this is the first time I've ever fucking sat down and actually looked at the lyrics for this song, which mm. is shameful. Me too. Actually. I, I ain't. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't never gone like, hmm, I wonder what the lyrics to that song are. I just let it fucking blast over me. And it's not like I've listened to it many times. I really like this song. It's a great early example. I really, this time realizing it was off of the betrayal, uh, fear, anger, hatred. I tried to listen a little bit to all those songs to kind of see like, what was this tone of that album? And fucking wild, man. It's wild. Mm -hmm. It's kind of everywhere. Um, yeah, it's kind of everywhere. And, and really a, like a good transition uh, or a, not a good, but a, uh, you know, anthropological transition from the wormies into, into the sex mad era, right? Like it's not, it's, it's a, it's a bit more punky and, and experimental, then it got on wormies in a way, but uh, still not where you get to with obsessed certainly, which is a good kind of uh, evolutionary leap in a way. And not but, quite uh, as new wavy as mama either. Not quite as new wavy as mama. Right. It's more, it's got, it's still heavy blues. Like to mm -hmm. me, this gets right. a, it's a heavy yep. 
greasy blues song. And in terms of what it means, like, I listen, I'm, this is a one day take. So what the fuck do I know? But, uh, what I came away after reading this was it really feels like a song that, um, like an older grifter is singing to two younger grifters kind of going like, Hey, here's, here's the rules of the road, man. Like back in the day, I like, there's the one little stanza that was the snot nosed kid trying to blow my cover. If they won't buy that, I'll tell them another. Like, there's just all these things about kind of like, yeah, back in my day, it used to be pretty good, but then someone caught on to me and I had to blast out of town. And whatever you do, if they catch you, don't don't tell don't talk to the cops. And if you do talk to them, don't stutter. Don't don't stutter when you talk to those cops. So I don't fucking know. But when I read when oh, I shit. when I took that slant and I read through the lyrics, I kind of went, Oh yeah, it all fits. But it could also be one of those things of like, well, you found a slant, you made it fit. So I don't fucking know. And and like most songs, you can't you can't sandwich it into one particular meaning. But uh there's a string of that. There's a string of of you know, not talking to the authorities, making sure if you do talk to the authorities, you, you keep your fucking cool and sort of that um, feeling of I used to be hot shit and now I'm sort of washed up, but I'm passing on my wisdom to you whippersnappers. But honestly, folks, with this one, fuck if I know. I, I mean, I can't I can't I can't stick my fork in this one as much as I do some other songs, because literally I've, I just looked at the lyrics today. I don't know how that happens. I can't actually think of many no means no songs that I haven't parsed over somewhat and i was really surprised to look at this one and realize you never fucking have you idiot why not and i don't know why because i do like the song i think it's great musically this song shreds it's great john you know you can start to hear john grow his extra arms a little bit they're they're there mm. a bit uh rob's real guitar heavy on this one right the bass is sort of in the back being more traditional and he's hasn't quite figured out that that's is there bass what, in this song there is, yeah, it's there, but it's behind. It's in the back, kind of not oh, being kind of just doing its thing back there. And Rob's kind of more mm. like, look, I can play fucking guitar. Check me yeah. out. Uh, and he can. Um, and it's good. Yeah, it's a good song. But I don't think I have a lot more of depth to say to this. I'm I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say. Michelle, you're you're up. What do you think of this sucker? This song is seriously fucking cool. And one of my favorites on the EP, and I did ah. hear it on the Mama uh reissue, I guess. Um, not like I have an actual album and I resent that this has to go up against obsessed. I really, really like this song. I have no idea what the lyrics are, but I'll bet I'd like it even better after you guys talk about it. So maybe Matthew, maybe, maybe you can like help us more with that. Yeah. I have a feeling and it's going to break I, it open for us. But we'll yeah, see I, I hope so. If, if I heard this live, I, I would dance like a jackass. Now I already do. But I would just gallop around the room looking stupid. I, I, this song just kills me. I can't not sit there and not move when, when I hear this. It's so catchy and cool, and I adore the hell out of it. It's wouldn't this song, huh? Wouldn't this song have been fucking awesome with Andy singing it live? I bet you. He, I, I've seen it oh, on the set list for I, some of their live shows, yeah, and I bet you I, he sang it when they did. Yeah, it. some snarl. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's a good point because I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think it would have been, there would have been some good faces made by him. Um, like I said, it's a nugget of joy that I can't get enough of. There's some unusual audio with it. I, I don't know. You guys, do you know what I'm talking about? This whole, it's just kind of fuzzy and kind of like far away. I, it just sounds great. And it really picks up the crunch fest that this song is. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's got that super old lo-fi feeling to it. Right? Yeah, it really yeah, feels yeah, like yeah. this was recorded on that old fucking four track or I bet you know, it was. whatever. 
Tascam back in the basement or something. It's got that real yeah. homespun feeling, which I fucking love. Yeah, I, love it. I, I totally agree. I think yeah. it's great. All right, Matthew. So I'm I'm really wanting to hear what you have to say about it too. What's what's going on with you in this one? So yeah, this um, kind of went through a bit of a time warp for me because um, Mama was not available to me in my early. Um, you know, it wasn't, wasn't reissued. I uh, started right. doing a ra- radio show in 1991 and the radio station had a copy of mama, but um, it did not have a copy of uh, the EP that this was from. So I didn't actually hear this song until, um, you know, I'm, I, it's possible that I heard it um, in live shows. I'm, I don't remember, <laughs> but I, w- I wouldn't have been familiar with it um, because it wasn't on right. any of the albums right. that I had access to. Um, so I wouldn't have heard it until it, the, uh, the mama CD re-release, um, and yeah, until today, I never sat down and read the lyrics either, but it is, you know, my pappy, my pappy said, son, you got to drive me to drinking. If you don't stop driving that hot rod Lincoln, he's got a similar kind of feel <laughs> to it. Yeah. He's a rap. He's rapping. That's hilarious. It's kind of a <laughs> honky tonk. Um, it's yeah, hilarious. yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit, a little bit country, um, a little bluesy, yeah. a little country. Um, and chuka, yeah, it's some, chuka, uh, chuka, chuka. little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. More, more than a little bit, but um, yeah, it's a, it's sort of a story of a yeah, a kid, a kid getting too big for his britches, and maybe um, somebody, I don't know if he's telling himself or somebody older than him is telling him, but uh, yeah, it's kind of got that uh, three, um, individual parts to the story, where you know, first it's sort of getting your story straight with a car wreck and talking to the cops. The the second one is sort of uh, kind of getting too big for your britches, and there's a couple a couple other mean kids are going to come after you. You got to keep your story straight. And then um, the last is like trying to get the girl interested in you. And you got to keep that story straight, too. So, right. yeah, all of those oh, all the things like you got to get your story straight. You got to not stutter. And uh, for a, uh, a speech pathologist, kind of an interesting thing to say, because uh, yeah, stuttering right. is something I'm actually <laughs> yeah. trained to treat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. And stuttering is, uh, is something that's actually really, really debilitating. So, um yeah, uh, I have to say from the, the um, current and soon to be former profession that, uh, yeah, don't make fun of people who stutter. <laughs> no. And, you know, I mean, to be fair, I think the stuttering that they're kind of referring to no, is know, that know, sort of like situational. Oh, uh, uh, right? yo, but, yeah. Get, don't uh, get yeah, nervous. I don't know, officer. Yeah, yeah. yeah the nervous totally. stutter, not the pathological <laughs> stutter. But you're God, do you think taken. Rob actually got stopped by a cop? Oh, well, they must awesome. have at some point. Really? Yeah, what do you think something. Victoria is oh a, a tiny little town. <laughs> it's a lot tinier yeah. than it used to be. Oh, it was a lot tinier back run-ins then. Run-ins with the fuzz, the PIG. Run-ins with the fuzz. No, I like that. I like you. I like how you kind of identified those three stanzas, right? I think that's true. It's it, there's there's really a different energy to all of them, but a similar sort of narrator, sort of trying to dispense that yeah. down-home country wisdom, but sort of the trailer park country wisdom or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. It's yeah, an interesting song. It's kind of honky tonk. It kind of reminds me of a musical form called the real. Um, it's, it's kind of free, free wheeling. It's a uh, car racing music and so tight. It is. And, yeah. Um, car hey. racing music. Yeah. Like a so wicked. Yeah. That, that I wanted to talk about that muted palm that, that they do on the, on the guitar to add it as the, you know, to add to the rhythm for so many. Yeah. The Adam and the Ant shit. It's so fucking good. Yeah. 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 So good. And the, the bass drum is mic'd really weirdly. You can actually hear that. It's actually a little bit off and I don't think it's that his playing, I think it, might just be like the equipment he was playing on maybe but you can the the bass mm. the bass drum really comes out fascinating and it's, it's a little a little awkward <laughs> a little awkward here and there um 
So I think that might be just like not being able to sync up or just, uh, you know, the four track that they were recording on. I have a feeling it's not John's playing so much as some sort of technical issue, but it's, it's charming because it's, it's it so is, good. You, you don't get a lot of everything else is so incredibly tight about Nomi's No. And um, as soon as we talk about Obsessed, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of nice to hear um, something a little off about them. <laughs> Yeah, Something right. Off and it. yeah, and again, it, it's got it's got a it's got kind of a not a sloppiness, but a looseness it's and an early yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of yeah. homespun. Yeah, yeah. And and then that so um, that's nice. Th- my favorite part is that little. I think it's a honky horn, like a bike horn, like, eh, eh, at the end. <laughs> super great, yeah. super charming. I can totally see a bunch of kids having fun in, in a basement on Howroyd Avenue in Gordonhead. Um, yeah, this totally. In the basement and, uh, totally. Rob booting uh, for them because they weren't old enough to buy buy alcohol themselves yet. Right. <laughs> hey, who do you think wrote this? Because this sounds like a John song, but then it sounds like a Rob song too. I think this so is maybe they both did. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would bet Rob because he was really. I mean, he really had that blues thing going early on. Totally. Before yeah. he really okay. into the. All right. But I don't know. And the the lyrics strike me as Rob lyrics, but I don't know. It's yeah, a good question. I think, I think it's Robbie. Oh, this Robbish. is such a cool, cool, catchy song, man. I it fucking is cool love as it. hell. I love it's cool it. Cool as hell. I like all the ones off that off that uh, uh, that EP. They're mm. weird and as fuck and great. All right. Well, are we done with that one? Yep. All Never. right. Let's let's move Never. on to Obsessed, Sex Mad, nineteen eighty six. Here is a <sighs> little bit of that for you all to get briefly obsessed with. Mm. So I'm going to start off. I kind of just want to uh, mouth guitar this whole fucking song as my thing, right? Like I just kind of want to go. Dun, 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 Let's dun, do it. Dun, 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 dun. No, I'm not going to. This is being trapped in the mad clock tower of an evil genius. I feel like there's an out of control calliope machine wielding razor wire and scalpels. It's chasing me around a skating rink. I just fucking adore this song. It's crazy as hell. It's one of their, and I could be wrong about this, but I think it's one of their rare songs where almost the entire song has them all playing in unison the entire time where they're all playing the same fucking thing and they're not doing like three parts except when the guitar breaks out sometimes it does its own thing. But there's so many places in the song where they're all just playing the same thing and it shreds. Uh, you know, I've talked before about using them sometimes in my theater work back in college, and I did that too. We had, I had this teacher who um, 
used to have us do these, I forget what she called them, but these things where you'd have to uh, um, like metaphorically act out the scene with no words and just use a piece of music. So you'd like, did you do this? I did for who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. I had the three of us for who's afraid of Virginia Wolf doing this as like in a boxing ring. We came out and we were like beating the shit out of each other to this song. It was fucking great. It was was fantastic. So I, I, yeah, beating, beating, beating the shit out of it. And also there's some, are there keyboards in this? Like, are those keys? Yeah. Right. So there's something so like strangely, beautifully artificial and metallic and robotic behind everything to this in the best way. Not like, you know, it, it doesn't remove the organicness of it, but it's so fucking tight, yeah. tight as hell. It's just, yeah. there's nothing off. There's no, no missed beats. It's so fast. It's so obsessive. Um, I, I just, I mean, who doesn't love this song? Who doesn't listen to this and just fucking freak out? It's, it's a gorgeous masterpiece. And I, and being, well, I think it's the third song on that album, but it's so different than the first two. Again, this is one of those times where you listen to an album and then you kind of feel like you're getting a feeling for what that album's going to be like. And boom, they stick something up, uh, right up your ass. You're like, nope, okay. These guys ah! can fucking do anything. And for this to have been made that early in their career is just fucking nuts. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Definitely prove that, yeah, these guys are, these guys are way beyond any of their fucking peers. Sorry for the peers of the time, but yeah. Love the song. Absolutely think it shreds. And I'm going to stop there because there's no lyrics. So I've got nothing else to talk about with it, but it's fucking great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, but what, what do you think the subject would be? Could you, you want to make a guess? Well, just, the title, right? I think it's just, giggles? I think, I think you've, oh. you've got, it's got that feeling of obsession to it. That feeling of oh, just okay. being overtaken right. by, right. by an obsession and that sort of dark energy it can give you. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was a perfect soundtrack for, Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? I'll tell you that. So it certainly fits right in with the themes of that, of that. Uh, oh, that, that's uh, cool. Very light play. All right, uh, Michelle, you're up. What do you got? Okay. I have always, and I'm serious. I'm completely serious. And someday I might want to do it. I have always wanted to hear a full orchestra play this song. Can you fucking imagine this? Hell yeah. That'd be so Can cool. Can you imagine how goddamn cool that would be? Be fucking crazy. I, I, I'd want to look at the look at their faces while they're playing it, and they'd be like, "Holy shit, the hell is this?" And believe it or not, this song is in the time signature of four. It's either four or eight something. It's in a simple time signature, right? I tr- counted that out and too. It doesn't seem like it should be. <laughs> I know, but this is why this band fucking kills. It's they shine with syncopation and where they put the accents. A lot of people think this band plays in weird time signatures. They do not do that. Right, not it's mostly, syncopation, right? It's syncopation yeah. and accents. They mess with and where they put it. the stress. Yeah. Yes, yeah. they mess where they put the stress. Yes, the stress. Oh, episode title. And, and this, it, yep, this is why this band is the total fucking shit. I'm sorry, I'm reading back to my paper and I obviously skipped above. It sounds like it's in some weird time signature, blah, blah, blah. Most of their songs are in simple, straightforward meter, but their composition makes your ears hear something more complex. The melody, I think, is in the key of C and has our favorite tritone in there for instant anxiety. (laughs) Something bad here. If I ever saw this live, I would die. The middle section, I, I can't explain 
I think it's a Oh Fuck Fuck me. Huh? Yeah. I I don't know what to say. It's spectacular. Could you imagine an orchestra playing this? This is also this is also like a tight three minutes, but it feels like like a eight minute song to me. Like this does not not in a bad way, but I mean it's amazing how full it feels, but it's short as hell. Like, yeah, it's, it's got a really acts. short song. <laughs> yeah, it's got acts, yeah. but but it's short as hell. It's not long it's compared to their other so songs. So good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they probably would have been maybe uh, you know inspired by the neos. They would have uh, been playing it too fast and getting too hot, and like then the neos put sweaters and shit on themselves to oh right like, yeah try and whack what? themselves out. While they're what? playing, what yeah, the <laughs> turn the heaters up and shit like that. So that that's- have you and, and Andy has some great videos about his love for that band, Michelle. You should you should check those out. They're fucking great. Did they really put sweaters on to make themselves yeah. sweat? Why didn't they yeah. just cut themselves on stage like everybody else? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wanted to keep it in. That's old hat. They wanted to keep it <laughs> exactly. in, not let it out. Oh Gotta keep it in. Yeah, I want to go I'll see my out. band. This band, so see when they faint. Yeah, let's go to see this band faint. No, <laughs> hell yeah. Anyway, to our podcast. Yep. <laughs> um. All right, Matthew. What's Wait, up? Is Matt, yeah. Let's hear it. All right. Here's the no means no Swiss Army knife by Victorinox. Look at all the blades. Look at all the functions. It has a saw. You don't need a saw, but you have a magnifying glass. Look at the magnifying glass. It has a toothpick. It has some timpani and an oboe. <laughs> This song seems like something they did just to prove they could do it. <laughs> nice. There's a, lot, there's a lot jammed into it that it uh, makes it uh, almost seems extremely, um, you know, streamlined, but um, maybe a little impractical in some uh, in some ways. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, shifting time signatures. Yeah, it is four four. But uh, I love how they. Uh, it actually reminds me of what um, in episode fifteen uh, John had been doing by putting the stress um, in uh, yes. on, on different lines. It kind of throws you off a little bit. It's not, uh, you know, it, it's within the structure, but it's not what you expect. And that's what they Cheers. do Cheers. a lot in this. Uh, so they're playing four four, but they're playing different emphasis within that structure it seems mm-hmm. like listen to andy uh he's gonna chime in going like what the hell are you talking about you don't know what's like anyway <laughs> um i love the loose kind of almost improv part in the middle and is snapping right back to the the structure um yeah it's it's um so ominous um oh yeah God. just what you said it, it sounds like the uh what did you say it was like the uh clock the evil madness. calliope machine yeah, yeah. yeah like uh the yeah, wielding razor wire and scalpels. I just feel like this song chases me around when I listen to it. Like, come back I wrote it. It's like a, an animation of a hornet attack or the inside of an anthill. Or, or oh my god, of- I almost wrote. I almost wrote about the ants. I almost wrote yeah. it about the ants. <laughs> totally. totally. Oh, but they've, like all, some sort but of they've a, all got switchblades. Some kind of <laughs> in- insect-like aliens that are invading or something like that, and they move in kind of yes. like stuttering movement. <clears throat> Jeez, this is what Dead Bob is listening to or what is inside his head when he hangs himself. Oh shit. Oh man. Oh. Womp. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's um, good. I, I love the twanging, clanging sound in the background and that's that's the keys and I have no idea whether that's a like an organ or a synthesizer or 
what's even going on, but they, I think they, uh, that's, that's pure John. And it's almost like oh, yeah. the, um, I mean, keyboards are effectively are, you know, are a percussion instrument, but he actually uses it more like percussion than it tends to be used. Um, right. Yeah. Incredible song. Um, and then all that intensity, all that, you know, braiding for, for structure, um, and leading into acapella, no fucking good yeah, job. Right? Good job. Yeah. kids. <laughs> Great sequencing yet again. Masters, masters yeah. of sequencing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Really fucking good. Nice. All right. Well, here we go. Let's, uh, bring, take both these children by the hand, lead them up to the sacrificial altar, look deep into oh, both of their eyes oh, oh. and know that the, Sophie's the, choice. the knife of doom must plunge into the heart of one of these innocent youngsters. So, I guess I get to go first. Between Try Not to Stutter and Obsessed, it's Obsessed for me, for sure. I do like Try Not to Stutter, but Obsessed is just, I don't know, fucking come on. It's Obsessed. What am I going to do? I don't have any choice. I don't make the rules. That's just the rules. You got to choose Obsessed. At least I do. Uh, Michelle, where are you at? This feels like Sophie's choice, and I'm not kidding. I love Try Not to Stutter. I, I didn't even make make a decision yet. I feel like I need to borrow the washer. No, it's in the I'm garage. Vote, I'm in the I, basement. No, all right. Okay. Now I'm going to vote with obsessed. I've thought about this song way more than I have with try not to stutter, but I do love the try not to stutter song, but obsessed is just colossal. Yeah. Well, Matthew, do we got unanimity or are you going to mix it up? I'm going to vote for try not to stutter. <gasps> oh, simply because the, um, uh, obsessed, it almost seems like a, a kind of a, a curio. It's, it's like a, a complex, crystal thing that you put on your mantle it's 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 sort of like so self-contained and you know incredible detail and everything like that and you stare at you know oh look at the complexity within complexity and the fractals and everything like that but uh, the other one's more fun so uh <laughs> wow nice. i'm glad we're not unanimous i i one of the things we didn't talk about just to back up on this a little bit that i i one of the reasons i other the other reasons i voted for obsess is we don't get too many pure instrumentals out of these guys That's and true. I fucking love it when they do it. I, I I don't think there's an instrumental that they do that I don't fucking adore. And this is the first example. This is the first one that we ever got. And as a first outing of a lyricsless song, it's nuts. It's nuts. So I it's one of the reasons I had to vote it through because it's like, yeah, I love that part of their oeuvre. And this is oeuvre. the first example. But I'm super glad you voted for Trying to Sutter. I mean, that's that's a classic. It's yeah, a classic. yeah, no, I could have too. You know, I, I, I almost feel like it's. Um, Try not to story. Uh, try not to stutter. Tells a story, and I kind of like. I like the lyrics. I like the storytelling aspect. In no means no. I, I like the lyrical content. Obviously, it's like you sixteen episodes worth tend to show you about my preferences. Um, and obsessed is. I mean, it's kind of like, um, you know, Fantasia. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of what yeah. it reminds me of. Like it's an incredibly beautiful thing, but you're not always in the mood for it. Um, right. Kind of, kind of intense. Oh, but you can get in the mood. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately for you, try not to stutter is uh, hiding its head in shame and oh, obsessed. Come on. No, it's not. Oh. No, you're right. It's not. I, I don't really mean it. We've all showered love on it. I love it. It's just unfortunately by a hair's breath. Oh, it's so catchy. Down. It is catchy. It is catchy. Uh, but obsessed wins. It's the victor. Mm. And so, luckily, as per our usual now, dear listeners, we aren't going to move directly into our um, our second matchup. We are going to listen to a submission from one of you fabulous listeners. This time, it's Yasek who's going to introduce himself. 
uh, and he's going to tell us his story of how he came to No Means No and a bit of what No Means No means to him. Uh, Matthew, you want to remind people what we're looking for on this front? We'll do this for a little while more before we, I guess, don't say this every single time, but we still want these submissions. So tell them what we're looking for. Yeah. So um, thank you uh, all for your submissions, uh, Mr. Diduch. Um, yeah. So send your submissions to no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can carve them up into uh, the three questions that we ask, which are, uh, what is your no means no origin story? What does no means no mean to you? And if you have an interesting or uh, sentimental or cherished or horrible no means no story to tell us, uh, tell us that. And of course, you can uh, technical ask us for technical help if you uh, have trouble recording stuff or uh, don't know how to carve stuff up. Um, or throw it into a Dropbox or do whatever you need to do or type it on out and uh, let us know if you uh, and who you wish to read your submission. And thank you very much. And we appreciate all of uh, all of the input. And uh, we think there's a little bit of momentum. Uh, this is, I think, the fourth or fifth uh, week that we're doing this. And uh, thank you all so much for your submissions. Thanks for listening. Hell yeah. So take it away, Yasek. Greetings to mighty hosts of No Means Nothing podcast and all listeners. I'm Jacek and I check in from Warsaw, Poland. In my No Means No story, there are actually a few meaningful, at least for myself, moments. First one is 1992, when I was spending a year in some Crabville village in New Hampshire as an exchange student. And being a big fan of Dead Kennedys, I somehow became a pen pal with Otto Furbrain, I think that was his name, of Alternative Tentacles. At some point of our written friendship, I asked him for some recommendations and he ended up sending me a tape of 0 plus 2 equals 1. I still remember sitting in a room, looking at the headless shape or shadow reaching out for the doorknob, while the music and lyrics of now were giving me shivers almost from the first time I heard it. I immediately bought wrong small parts, live and cuddly, and to this day I remember practically every word of the lyrics. When I got back home, I got more into Slayer kind of stuff, but was coming back to No Means No Music quite regularly. Then it wasn't until 2007 when I got to see them live for the very first time, being absolutely blown away by the energy, skills and joy of those three already quite mature folks. Managed to see them in total five or six times, every time they were coming to my town. Was absolutely devastated and broken when they called it quits. The last, so far, big no means no moment for me was discovering last year We Are So Right, We Are Wrong group on Facebook and consequently your podcast. Both pushed me to look for no means no's newer stuff I was not so familiar with and making me realize that this band is absolutely musical love of my life. I still believe that the song in your podcast will come from the time between Wrong and Mr. Happy. But until that happens, every second Thursday, I tune in and listen about great variety of beers in the places you live in, and most recently about Michelle's distaste, distaste sorry, for watermelon. All right, we're back for round two, and it sounds like for that first round, it was a Sophie's Choice for Michelle, and I have to admit that this round for me is absolutely a Sophie's choice and I am not looking forward to this vote, but I am looking forward to talking about these songs. Unfortunately, I pulled a short straw and I'm last. So 
Um, we're going to start off with, oh, well, I guess I got to say what the matchup is, don't I? The matchup yeah. are two uh, very different songs. We've got Till I Die off of All Roads Lead to Ausfart 2006 versus a song I don't think many of you maybe have heard of. It's pretty obscure. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The day It's called The Day Everything Became Nothing hmm. off of that eponymous album, The Day Everything Became Nothing, 1987. I mean, fucking give me a break. <laughs> God damn it, algorithm. Fuck you is all I got to say. Okay, I'm done. Hey, this was your idea, so you yeah, just well, pissed it yourself. I am. I am. Sometimes it comes to bite me in the ass. Sometimes it's nice. I'm like, right, oh, this then. is kind of fun. And other times I'm like, fuck you. But here we go. We got to do it. These are the rules. I don't make the rules. Matthew. I think you did. First, let's listen a little bit to Till I Die off of All Roads Leads to Ausfart. Here you go. The sound of the ocean, my feet in the sand The chill of the wind, the lie of the land The drops on my skull, the dull's lonely sound The thunder, the lightning, the rain pouring down Till I die, till I die Till I die, till I die Till I die Take a shot. All right. Until I die. It's kind of intense, but uh, kind of basic too. It's uh, very much in um, Rob's latter day Buddhist explorations, I think. So uh, the, the long road of uh, shoveling the snow till he dies. I mean, it's a song about the, t- the tedium of life before death, but also the acceptance and coziness of living, I think. Um I don't have a lot to say about this. Uh, musically, the disco breakdown in the middle is amazing. Um, <laughs> I, I love a good open hi-hat, I gotta say. Um, the amazing Tom guitar, the background chorus and harmonies is kind of unusual for a No Means No song, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's kind of a you know song about the inevitable, uh, everyone's inevitable end at the end of your road. Um, but it's a pretty happy song for the most part. The drums absolutely go off the triumphant sounding guitars leading to kind of almost a Celtic reel near the end. Um, yeah, it's a very happy uncharacteristically happy sounding. No means no song. Um, yeah, not my favorite off this album though. And, uh, Rob's singing. is kind of off key. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle, but it is. No, I, 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 I don't. I don't think I thought about that. Yeah, I don't think I agree. But you know, opinions are oh. like assholes. Everybody's got one. I'm gonna have to mo- listen to that again. I've never thought that. I think it's after measurable. If you really wanted it. to do it, yeah, yeah, probably. I have to yeah. listen to that. Well, you go just right. Go ahead and tell him that, Matthew. You just go right and tell him. I will. Go right to his face. Hey, Rob, you suck. Right you can't sing. His- <laughs> oh well we know that's not true yes we know that's not true yeah. rob you suck oh my god <laughs> blasphemous 
This is no, not primus. Absolute blasphemy. <laughs> I said blasphemous, not primus. I, well, you suck is what Primus used to say about themselves. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Primus Big, sucks, right? stupid, yeah, Primus dumb sucks. joke. Yes. Move on, move on, nothing to see oh, here. Okay, all right. Yeah, no, that's um, that's really about it for that. All right, very good. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, how about you? All right. Welp. Hmm. This one musically is... Sprechgesang. Oh, no, this no, is not Sprechgesang. No, I know, I know, I know. It's not. Well, it's <laughs> it's the it's opposite close. of it. Oh this, man, this you guys are breaking my heart here. Is cutesy. Oh. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm I gonna go- die. <laughs> I'm gonna fall over my fucking chair. Go ahead. Oh, it's keep so going, you two. Major key, high spirited, and yes, it's catchy. But funny how we're pitting two storytelling quote songs together, and this one is one million times the opposite of its contender. It's so straightforward and not the kind of stuff I like to think about when I think about this band. Being honest here, John is my favorite guy to listen to on this. I don't want to bash it at all, but it's not something I ever go to when needing my no means no fix. And I left some space at the end of the paper that I will use to talk about uh, the everything became nothing if I need extra space on the paper. Okay, everybody. So I got to fucking step in. I have that same space. (laughs) God damn it. You know what? Fuck this. God damn it. This song slays. You guys are both full of shit. You have no idea what you're talking slays. about. Podcast. No, I'm kidding. It doesn't slay. But, well, that's the wrong word it's for a, it, maybe. It's a Santa Claus slay, maybe. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Now you got to <laughs> shut up. It's my turn. All right, all it's right, my turn. Slay bells my, my, my turn. This is, a, this, is, this is a great mm-hmm. fucking song. Okay. First of all, mm-hmm. part of that may be. Shut up. Shut up. I'm not going to. Oh. I'm not going to take oh. it. You're done. Our first, our first fight. Yeah. So, yes, indeed, part of this has sentimentality to me because this was like back when my my son was like seven or eight and I was making him mixtapes mixtapes to go to sleep by. I was picking no means no songs that had no oh, profanity and this was one of them. So for oh, him, on, this is adorable. one of this is one of his favorites because it's uh, it's sentimental for him. Right. Because it's got it's like he we rocked out to this together a lot. So this is well coded in sentimentality for me on that. All front. right. All right. But. I think this is a fucking great song outside of all of that. Like, so normally it's uh, John who I, and I think John did a lot of the music on this uh, album, frankly, I think he wrote a lot of the Mm -hmm. songs. So, you know, he's, he can be a lot more straightforward. uh, And yet sometimes that veers into the Hanson area, which is not necessarily my favorite. We've made that clear. I love the Hansons, but I don't necessarily love that. As we've said, steak in my peanut butter, whatever. Um, (laughs) This doesn't have that feeling to me. This feels very anthemic. I love the the um, the 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 contrast of the very light, high spirited music. I mean, this song is a song you could play for your grandparents, right? Like they they might get into it. It's not this is not an off putting song, but it's full of fucking energy. And then you've got these lyrics that you could, if you listen to them really closely, on one blush, they sound very dark. It's very. I mean, there are some things about living your life without any feelings and with not crying any tears. It sounds very sort of like very cut off from the world. And yet there's this other sense of really, really attending to the reality of the moment of really just being in the moment. And there's something that Rob does sometimes that I just fucking love. And he does this in 
the world wasn't built in a day, which don't even fucking start. If if you guys shit on that song like you shit on this, I'm going to fucking, oh, the podcast hey, is oh, over. But, 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 but oh. that's okay. I don't need to hear. I don't know. I, but, but he does the same thing in the middle of that song. Some songs will throw in a crazy guitar solo in the middle to, to hamp you up. Rob will throw in one of his fucking verses where he just goes at it hard as shit. And that middle verse where he starts talking about the sound of the ocean, my feet in the sand, the chill of the wind, the lie of the land, that whole fucking thing. That is golden. That is fucking. That is when Rob does that, he's like reaching right into my cerebellum and just giving it a nice little tickle. It's fucking beautiful. And it takes the place of those guitar rips. He does it with meaning. He does it with sincerity. He does it with intention and everything else in the music just funnels down so that that's what's there is him looking right at you, speaking to you dreadfully, sincerely looking right in your fucking eyes and just singing directly, really in the moment. This song is about in certain way being in the moment and he's grabbing you by the face and talking directly at you in that moment. And it is so, it is so intimate and it is so real and it is so authentic, at least to me. And you know, he may <laughs> fucking, he, he, if I were to ask about, it, he may go like, no man, that's fucking, you know, who the fuck knows? I mean, I, I don't know, beach. but that's what it feels like to me. It feels like a, it's not just about, it's not just like describing a place. It's describing the beauty of really attending to exactly what's happening in the moment. You know, we, I've talked about this before, Matthew, you've talked about it, this sort of Buddhist strain that he comes to. And I think that middle part really informs the rest of the song about what you could look at in a certain respect as being very nihilistic and kind of shows that, no, there's another character to this. This is about really finding connection with the moment through this long fucking journey from the cradle to the grave, which ends in that dead silence. So I, all jokes aside, I can totally, I totally can appreciate what you guys are saying. Like it's a light song it, in certain way. It doesn't feel like a lot of the rest of their songs, but I mean, I'm hoping there's other listeners out there that are like me. I think this song's fucking awesome. Is it the day everything we game? Nothing. Of course it's not, but this song is fucking awesome. And actually this is one of my favorites off this album. I think this album, I think this song is incredible. I think this song over some of the other songs on this album. I love it. And I feel like Rob, really let himself be free in a lot of ways uh, in, in, in his sincerity. I felt like there was more sincerity coming through in this song than a lot of the songs on that album. And I loved it. I felt like it was a, a great vehicle for him to, to let loose with that. So I love it. I know it's probably not going through and I probably won't vote it through. We'll see. But uh, I really appreciate this song a lot. So I'm glad to be the sole voice on this podcast today. That's thrown it basically love, any sort of love. Do you still love us? Do you I still do. love us though? I do. It's good. There's got to okay. be some tension sometimes, right? Okay. We've got to have some battles. Can't all be love fests and unanimity. <laughs> I wonder if he spent a lot of time on the beach when he was writing these lyrics because like, uh, hey. it's, it's a little bit of a, of a you know, throwback to heaven uh, is the dust beneath my shoes because you know, get caked yeah. in sand and grit, especially it's between the toes. Unpleasant. It's very unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. So, so, it could be. It could no, be. Two, two Maybe sides at the beach. So you should be in two, a beach. Two sides on the beach with Yeah, yeah, All right, well- there was that one. I guess we can move on. Uh, now let's talk about the song that I guess it's all right called "The Day Everything Became Nothing." Eh, um, eh, pff, whatever. And uh, let's listen to a bit of that. The dark that alles in its opening.
Sorry, Matthew. Yeah. Alrighty, so this song was uh, released on uh, the EP, Day of the Became Nothing, and I think 90, was 87? And then yep, 87. Uh, it's also got a version on Live and Cuddly in 1991. Um, yes, thank you for mentioning that. That's fucking which, important on this one. It's it's really important on this one. In fact, that the Live and Cuddly version um, is probably my favorite version. And I Slays! It might actually push the song into maybe my. It's very difficult to answer that question. What's your favorite No Means No song? But I mean, this one could easily, um, as I always say, like I'd put it in my top five, three out of five times that you ask me. Right. <laughs> three to five days, right. say. Three and five days, three and five, three out of five moods. Um, but uh, this is a quintessential um, post apocalyptic sci- No Means No sci fi song. Um, and it is maybe with now um, the two songs that I would probably recommend that uh, somebody who had never heard No Means No before uh, should listen to to get them into No Means No because yeah. um, you know it, it just ties up so much. I mean, it's got uh, the, the musicality, it's got the contrast, quiet parts, loud parts, fast part, no, no slow parts, but um, small parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oof. yes uh, it's got the humor it's got um kind of the attitude the banality of the apocalypse which that's what the song's about it's about the apocalypse and it's about how nothing's really that different um i don't know whether that means that you know we're already living in the apocalypse or whether um we won't really notice because everyone's just too bored um when the apocalypse actually occurs but um, yeah, this is very no means no we song. Um, I, I love how in the lyrics they talk about you know the 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 apocalypse is banal, and we even do banal things like f- forgetting stuff and forming committees. <laughs> <laughs> um, I very much picture Victoria when this uh, when I listen to this song, like uh, you know Rob, you know he's. He, it's it's Rob, and he's downtown, and the apocalypse has happened. He is at Douglas and Gates, oh, and he's looking do you guys, around. Do you guys, do you guys have Seven Elevens in downtown Victoria? I've oh, always yeah, yeah. wondered that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. nice. Okay, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't remember whether I mentioned in that uh, in uh, I've got a gun, but uh, he mentions AMPM. Canada has never had AMPMs, but uh, we do. No, have that's why I was wondering. That's why seven, I asked the question. Like, we do have Seven Elevens. and in yeah. fact, convenience uh, stores. Somebody convenience on stores. Uh, the. Uh, so right, we're wrong. Uh, Facebook group is a, a French fella, and he posted his uh, translation of uh, the lyrics to the song into French. And I, I didn't see French, that. so oh, uh, shit. I was actually nice. able to correct correct him a little bit because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he I guess he thought you know Seven Eleven was uh, talking about actually time during the day. No, it was a convenience store, and then uh, assured mutual oh, destruction is a almost like a philosophical concept. Um, yeah. Yeah, like the old Cold War days. Yep, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love the breakdown in this song. It's almost like seventies hard rock. Um, yeehaw! I love how it ends on high part. So great. Um, the live and cuddly version. Oh my god! Uh, it Fuck. just brings me back so much more than maybe any song on that album. I, I don't. I don't listen to a lot of live albums, but live and cuddly is just so. You know, it, it is it's right. It's cuddly. It is a distillation of everything that I loved about being in those shows. It reminds me so much of being there. Um, it was recorded 
in the Netherlands, I think in Groningen. Um, I'm, I'm not going to try to Vera, probably the Vera club, a whole bunch of, uh, you can, you can see these on YouTube now. I think they've got these shows actually recorded. So that's fucking fun as shit to do. A whole bunch of Dutch people just like totally cringed at my pronunciation, but Dutch is fucked up. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta <laughs> <be old. laughs> Oh, um, we'll see how Andy's correction corner yeah. is in a couple of weeks Sorry, there. Yeah. yeah. That was Matthew who said that. Right, exactly. <laughs> the day everything became nothing. And? What the hell? The dag dat alles niets werd. And that's what Rob tries to say at the beginning, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dag. And he sounds so aggressive and awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very much my favorite uh, song on this uh, this thing. I love how um, at the beginning everyone's calling out song names that they want to play, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like fuck that. Um, this version is a little bit faster than the album version, um, and the the straight ahead drums right at the beginning it just like beats your brain in. Um, there are more bars to the intro, I, I think maybe oh. one or two more. Um, yep. than on the album version. And that's incredible. More than one that. or two. That's like a whole minute worth of intro in this yeah. fucking, are you kidding oh, me? Oh, it's my that God. good. You can get away with it. That's why. Oh, I, shit, I love the, so the, the tinkly little, like the, the really taut parts uh, underneath the tuning oh. pegs. Like he's like, the bass parts are different. Um, I don't know. The version on live and cuddly is better than the one on the, um, the album version for sure. 1000%. Um, the, uh, the snare double hit before the song actually starts. Oh, I, I just, all the oop. Ah, Oh, Oh, my favorite kind of stuff. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. They're having fun. Yeah. And then, uh, right at the end, um, that's it. No more. It's finished, <laughs> which is yeah. not Finite. on the so album good. version. So great. So good. And, I often thought also that uh, I, I I couldn't remember my name, so I called myself Bob. It's weird being a Bob, but I'll get used to it. I have to. But he, he's Rob. So everyone calls him Rob or Robbie. Um, so it's interesting to like me Bob. that no, no, no. But it's interesting that he said Bob. You know, it's 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 different, but it's not that different. Just like this apocalypse. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, not but they don't, not quite Roberts what you don't want. Like Bobby. Roberts don't like Bobby. No, true enough. It's true. I'm yeah. just saying, it's an no, interesting I agree. choice. And uh, I think there's, yeah. I think there's something in there actually. This song mm-hmm. is, uh, I don't know. I, I've said before that it's certain matchups are like a super heavyweight versus a flyweight. Um, this one for me, a super heavyweight versus a a, a little kid with brittle bone syndrome. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm not Excuse looking me. at the TV right now. Excuse me. Wow. It's a good thing we're not recording this one visually, or I'd. Uh... Yeah, my two be a fingers. Fight. <laughs> That'd be a fight. All right, is that it? That's it. That's it. Is You're that finished. It? All right, uh, Strangey, hit us. The song sucks. <laughs> That's all I got to say about it. Liar, fucking liar. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Another time where I've 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 drawn in googly eyes on my paper. Hell yeah. I, there's fucking actual googly eyes. After I wrote the word, <laughs> this is the t- in the top five at least with this fucking doozy. How did you spell? <laughs> Here, 
Is it going to be backwards like yours was? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of S's. Oh, oh it is no, going to be backwards. O O P F T. No, the P F T. Yep. Oofed. Anyway, yeah, that's good. This song used to, I, I'm not going to mention his name, but this, <laughs> when I was getting into No Means No, this song uh, used to scare one of my friends. Not, not, <laughs> not in a bad way, but I mean, he loved music. He was a drummer. But when he heard this, he was just like, the fuck, the fuck is this? Because it was just so out of this world and crazy. It, he said it kind of scared him in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. This grooving intro with Rob and John, you know something's coming. Mm-hmm. You just know it. And suddenly in flies this screaming Mimi ambulance mm-hmm. guitar lick that shrieks your ass off. It's almost exactly on the original recording. 30 seconds of pure emergency. And your eyes are open as wide as they can be and your mouth is too. You cannot not pay attention. Then we get to the angular verses that describe upsetting shit mixed in with some humor. This ditty is filled with half steps and tritones, which again, all make you feel fucking uneasy and it's glorious. This is one of those songs that is their pinnacle of performance and composition. It's funk, punk, blues, and FUs. Nice! John's on on fucking fire with the fills. Rob's a funk thunder news guy, right? I I figured he was just out yelling this shit like a head. You know, read all about it. You know, that right? Kind out of on thing. the street Telling corner with his sandwich yeah. board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 news guy. Telling the story. Andy is a screaming banshee, making sure you know just how bad it all is. And then I left some space on the other side for anything else I wanted to add, which I will if we talk about it some more. Nice. This song is the sh- This song is amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So I'll jump in. Uh, everything you guys said times a thousand. The song fucking kicks ass. It's one of the be- It's one of their pinnacle of the what is no means no. Well, it's this song. Uh, here you go. Yeah. This song is at once absolutely hilarious and deadly serious all at the same time. They're able to hold both of those things in their hand without without being with, with and the contradiction between those two things. The the frisson between those two things just makes every hair on my body stand up. I it's a, yep. it's amazing. And Matthew, I'm 100% with you that the live version of this is a pinnacle. And and when I I did see them play this live, they did go with that opening. I think the opening of that which is much longer, it's got a whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's fucking no, amazing. Just, he's just playing one note. It's, he's it's incredible. But then the groove. guitar and then the guitar is oh going God, up and down. It's it's insane. Oh, yeah. And then and then in both versions, Andy comes in with that guitar that's like a a, a missile siren, right? It's just this yeah. crazy klaxon blazing down the street. It's fucking screaming amazing. Mimi. So it is. This is a song about the apocalypse. But what I find really interesting about this song uh, lyrically is that it's a kind of apocalypse that no one, as far as I know, has ever written about before. This is the apocalypse of if suddenly in every human being, the 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 part of our being that has meaning just gets removed. So there's not a, there's not missiles or not explosions. It's just suddenly in every human being on earth, it makes me realize. And, and when I really listen to this song, it gives me that sense of how fucking tenuous is it to be a human being on this earth when almost everything that dictates my experience is dictated by 
this ephemeral, illusory sense of shared meaning that we all have. That's something we all share and we don't even ever realize it. It's the water that we swim in. What happens if one day that's just yanked away and you don't have it? We're going to find out. Uh, we're finding out lately. We're getting close, actually, lately, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. but, but this is not an apocalypse of the outside. This is an apocalypse of the inside. This is an apocalypse where it occurs because something is removed from inside of each person. It's not something forced on them from outside. It's just suddenly everybody waking up and not having a sense of meaning. And every line, every verse is about what would it be to contend with all these ordinary fucking things? The garbage still smells. The alleys are still fucking dirty. But suddenly nothing means anything anymore. What the fuck is that? And that's genius. I've never. Freedom. Nobody is. But it's it's freedom, but it's it's terror. It's mm. the most horrifying thing I could imagine because that is the root of of being human in a sense. That's the root of what keeps societies together. That's the root of everything. And that would be the, probably the most apocalyptic thing. What are all apocalyptic, other apocalyptic stories almost all revolve around the fact that all this shit can happen that's really horrible, but still the human spirit takes over and they still, I mean, most of them, still they pull together <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. That's because they still have that inner sense of fucking meaning. But what if that was taken out? That's the ultimate apocalypse. And nothing has to happen. Nothing mm -hmm. out in the world has to happen to change that. But if that's taken, that's the real fucking apocalypse. Then you got nothing. Then you really are left with just fucking nothing. And that's why, that's where I think the, I call myself Bob thing comes in. Cause it's like, why does he care? Why do people care if they're called Rob or Bob? It's that sense of self. It's that sense of personal meaning. But if you don't have that anymore, I guess I'll just be Bob now. It's weird being a Bob, but I, I guess I'll just get used to it. Yeah, nothing and all he's got in common with a chick is good sex. Exactly. But now she yeah. can't even remember his address because even that right. doesn't mean anything anymore. There's just no sense of meaning for anything. It's all nothing. And that's just genius. Mm -hmm. That is fucking genius. That, mm. is, that is getting to the root of what apocalypse means and saying like, nah, none of the rest of you fuckers understood it. None of the rest of you fuckers get what an apocalypse would really be. Let me tell you what an apocalypse really is. All while doing it in the funniest fucking words that you could possibly fucking do. I'm sorry. None of you fuckers got anything on Rob Wright. This guy, uh, he just laps you continually. And this song just but proves the it. the music is what's haunting the lyrics the, are the fun the, stuff. The mu I, I don't think the lyrics are fun stuff if you really listen to it, frankly. I mean, they're fun, Well, I mean, but they're I mean, not. they're funny, but, and they're, the yeah. music, but they're not as... Yeah, the music... But oh even the God. music breaks into that disco break in the middle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just... That's them having fun and kind of going like, who the fuck cares? None of it means anything, but... Yeah. Let's rack up. Comes back into oh, you with that oh fucking. Oh my god, that guitar! I want to know oh, what guitar chord that is. Ooh, if it's Jesus even a chord, Christ. I would reckon that's not a chord. That's some fucking weird oh. shit. But I, this song is absolutely brilliant. I would agree. I think it's it it comes dips in and out of my top five. Oh, I don't know Christ. that even I would call it one of my top five, but it's one of those songs I look at and just go, well, it's unassailable. I mean, yeah. there you can't. It's unassailable. It may not be a song I dip back into all the time, but every time I hear it, it's like, yeah, this is an example of their Sirens absolute, are going off. Their absolute and utter genius. If if yep. if you can, if you dispute that with this band, get the fuck out. So I gotta yeah. say, I don't know. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. It doesn't have to be your favorite. <laughs> yeah. But come on, come on. This song, yep. man. Yeah. Anyway. The, the nature of that apocalypse that you're talking about, I mean, I think we totally agree. It's just my take on it. It's like maybe, you know, slight, you know, five degree turn on it is, 
you know, something happened, but it wasn't so much that something happened and their meaning was gone. It was just a realization that there was never any meaning to begin with. Well, that's exact. That's actually kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, it's not, you're right. It's not like something's removed. It's just that realization, which is what I was kind of t- trying to get to. It didn't say it well enough that actually all you have to do is tip a little bit to the left and right. be there. Like all yeah. of us can get there. So what happened if all of us got there at the same time? What if all of us made that tip at once and everybody suddenly went, Oh fuck. This is all pointless. Yeah, not so much that someone reached in and removed an organ. Yeah, so I agree such, with you 100%. Such yeah. a piece of music. I mean, this oh is very God. like, what it, you know, Sartre would have been creaming in his jeans over this fucking song. He'd have been like, yeah, this is the existentialist apocalypse. I, why didn't I write this? God damn it. Just fucking, this is better well, than The Stranger. For fuck's sake, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they, they should be studying. Became Nietzsche. And I, this is why I'm. This is why I'm grateful. My son finds this band to be his favorite band of all time because it's songs like this, like songs that really make you fucking think about the nature of human existence, not stupid fucking pop music. So anyway, right. thank you, thank you, Rob. Thank you, No Means No, for crafting Rob shit like this. He's so right. interesting. So you guys both had blank shit on your pages. Anything more you want to add after my screed? <laughs> Well, I hope you're going to vote the right way. That's all I got to say. I want to see. I don't don't make the rules. All right. Well, I guess let's vote. Uh, Matthew, you're first. Yeah, I decided not to telegraph this one. There's no no competition. No, not at all. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. The day everything became nothing. The day everything became nothing. Yeah. Michelle. I'm going to say it in uh, Dutch. Can you say it for me, Matthew? With no, you got to say it. Try it. Try it. No, no, say it. Try it. No, I can't. God the thing that told that the dog that always that's that's not what he says at all. I've I've always felt he was trying to speak German because doesn't he goes eins zwei drei vier? That's not Dutch. it could be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure we'll. I think it's German. Because it's like the dock that always in flink oplink. And I think, or something. Oblink. It sounds more German to me. Listeners, correct us. Tell us what language you're speaking. Well, but d- I don't fucking know. Germans hey. who know how you're to right. have fun. <laughs> hey, there you go. Oh, there you boy. go. Ooh, I got some singers in my head right now that I am not going to say. Mm. All right. I, I only think it was Dutch because it was uh, recorded in Holland, I think. Or not Holland. No, you're right. Holland. You're it's right. not in Holland. It's in the Netherlands. Am- it's actually in uh, Groningen. Amsterdam. Northern. Yeah. Oh, Groningen. Vier, it would make Vier, sense. Yeah. It would make sense. Maybe, uh, maybe Andy. F- Friesland, I think. I'm going to break the fourth wall a little bit. Maybe Andy will fill us in when he hears this one. Um, all right. Well, Michelle, we know your vote. My vote. I mean, it's clear what I'm going to vote for, but I'm not, I mean, I'm very enthusiastic about this vote. I just happen to, I'm going to give till I die a big old hug because you fuckers are spitting in its poor little baby face. No, I didn't. No, I'm gonna no, say, no, 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 no. You can't well, take it back. You can't maybe. take it back. No, no take backs. I, no. I'm giving it kisses and say, I love you, baby. And go, go forth. It's okay. As I, I stab the knife it into cutesy. its heart. Yeah. I yeah. Said yeah. It was and you're, you're like singing Santa Claus songs over it. So fuck that. I know. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> Just remember, all you listeners out there, I gave it some love, even though I'm now pushing it down the stairs into the basement. It's gone. The day everything anything between became between became nothing <laughs> has unanimity and immenseness and hey, goes. You know, through, it's it's not so it bad in the basement. That's where I am right now. That's right. right. That's right. Me there's too. Just, technically, there's there's dear old dear old dad silhouetted up at the top. So you know, can't be all bad. Yeah. All right. Well, we have. Uh, Made the day everything became nothing into something, and uh, till I die, died. And we are obsessed oh. with obsessed, and try not to stutter. 
unfortunately needs to go back to some speech pathology. Here we are. We've done it again. Uh, I'm hoping some of you have been yelling into the microphone and others have been grinning and pumping your fist. Uh, join us on the socials. You know the drill. Uh, find us where we're at, all the places, at No Means Nothing on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know why. We never fucking post there except for the album shit, but do it anyway because it makes us feel good. makes me feel good. And then uh, join our Facebook group. That's where the real talking happens at uh, the No Means Nothing podcast Facebook group. And if you're not already, I know Facebook sucks, but hey, just come to it for these two sites. No means no, so right, we're wrong, and no means nothing podcast group. That's it. You don't have to do any of the other bullshit. You have to tell your family you're on there. Just uh, come and talk with a bunch of other fucking nerds. We're all yeah. fun. They're great communities. I'm, I'm dead serious about this. The algorithms, fuck them, you know? I got to say, finger up. sorry for the technical issues. I'm really not sure whether, you know, it might be different on what platform, whether you're on your phone or whether you're on your laptop or whatever. But um, please, if you join the um, podcast group, please answer try to the answer questions. the questions because um, there have been a lot of people coming in and I would love to have everybody in there. But, you know, today um, there was a, the makeup chick, what appeared to be a, a, a young woman, a Hispanic woman, all of her posts were in Spanish uh, from Odessa, Texas. Um, she was a teenager. Uh, her expressed greatest interest is makeup. I'd love to have someone like that in the group, genuinely, who liked No Means No. That'd be great. But that was a bot, and I need to be able to tell the difference between a bot and a human. So please answer the questions. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, maybe we should change the question instead of what your favorite one is to. How about name name favorite. a song? Like name yeah. a no. I'll just and, name any, a No Means No song. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll change it. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right, well, you've yep. made it through another episode. This one's not quite as lengthy as the others. That's what happens when you have one song that has no lyrics and but, uh, but, another song but. that most everyone hates. We oh, but we have, do. Sorry. Yeah. We've got a fabulous oh. Andy's Corrections. <laughs> and Michelle gets to read them this week. I'm going to try and read this. All right, here he says. Here he says, just finished listening to episode 12. Lots of fun as usual. I couldn't think of so much to say about the tower, but here's what I wrote down. Oh, you see, he writes down stuff like I do. I like that. The tower. The only thing I can think of to mention about the tower is that during the wrong record sessions, when we had finished laying down the bed tracks, Rob pointed out that he thought the song didn't seem to have enough weight, sonically speaking. Speaking, It may have seemed a little fast as well. So someone, I can't recall who exactly, suggested slowing down the instrumental backing slightly. This achieved two things. One, the song was more plodding, and two, the tone of all the instruments were deeper. In the days of analog, this was as simple as turning a knob. We fiddled around until we were happy with how it sounded. Finally, we added the vocals, not slowed down. Of course, of course because we slowed down the tape, the key of the song changed. The tower is in the key of E. With the altered tape speed, it ended up being a tiny bit sharper than E-flat. Brainless wonder. That, that, that's me saying that. Brainless wonder, which follows the tower on wrong, is also in the key of E, but at the regular tape speed. Oh, come on. Isn't that juicy? That's juicy that's me as hell. Talking. That, no, that's me talking the juicy stuff. Oh, man. I, and I got to – I'm, I'm going to be I'm an having, asshole here. I got to point in that – Raw, he in, in the chat. No, 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 you did. It was all oh, perfect. Oh, 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 you didn't oh, read no. it wrong. In the chat that I didn't capture because it was just back and forth. He did confirm that Rob actually was a fan of not a fan, but he was into the tarot at the time. The Aleister Crowley deck in particular, which is what uh, Matthew 
used uh, that uh, Crowley's tower card for our episode where we had the tower. So called the a little tower. bit of comfort. Yeah, the Tomer. The a little bit of confirmation that there there is tarot imagery in there, um, which the I think right. <laughs> it was pretty obvious anyway. But God, Andy, thank you again, man. Jeez, cannot tell you how fucking awesome it is. And, and we've had a lot of users, uh, not users. That's the wrong word. We've had abusers. a lot of listeners, abusers, listeners, um, <laughs> tell us how stoked they are that we're getting to hear these little bits. And yeah. hopefully, I mean, this episode, hopefully, has got some shit that you'll be able to dig into too. But we'll see. Uh, so lucky us, everybody. All right. Well, again, I'm not going to go through that whole spiel again because I did it too early, but we made it. You made it. And uh, I just want to ask, what about me? Can can I get in for free? Can I get in for free? Can I get in for free? Free? You know me.